Okay. Here we are. Here we are. And this time, it's actually been so long. Sorry. Episode 23. Or like episode 24, maybe. <laughs> because we have one or two pending. Oh, yeah. Episode 23. Well, we are alive, guys. <laughs> Coming at Barely. <laughs> live, or not live, pre-recorded from I'm my closet, Tara's dorm. <laughs> and um we're we're thriving <laughs> we're not well Rob's is a resident now and I'm a public policy student which is new for both of us um that's it I don't know Rob's is working crazy hours because she's a first responder is that frontline worker? Mm, I don't know. I wouldn't go that you're far. Definitely, you're definitely <laughs> I'm just, I'm a frontline worker. I'm committed to a lot of hours at the hospital right now. <laughs> as far as the actual work I do, it's it's highly sus. But no lies. Um, lies she told. Lies she told. But um, yeah, we're both like pretty stressed out. So our apologies for not getting an episode out. Trying to survive in this pandemic when the world is on literal fire that's true it's literally on fire actually i live in california it is literally, literally on, fire. on fire so that's this is the first update. week that i didn't have to use my air purifier so that's what's new for me it's actually so scary oh yeah no the world sucks and our goal today is to not deflect from talk the about it that much. <laughs> yeah, but also we don't want to talk about it that much. So we have a lot of grounds to cover. Yeah, a lot of things play. have happened. Honestly, if you've been following the news at all, you don't need this podcast because it's like daily entertainment. Yeah. It's just like one thing after the next. But the news is a lot. But the election is coming up. And our last episode was an emergency Kamala episode, um, which a lot of you guys listened to, so thanks for that. But we want to focus this episode one more time on the election, because I think it's been said once, at least, but this is probably one of the most important elections of our lifetime. So The way A-Dog says it was like the last election, Hillary's election was the most important election of our lifetime. This is the election that if we don't get it right, we cannot recover as a nation. Which sounded dramatic, but I kind of think he's right. I think he's right, too. I think that that's a good way of, of describing it. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the, the election um, as our main episode topic today. And Tars and I attended a very exclusive event last mm. night. That we're so going exclusive. to <laughs> fill you guys in on. But um, let's start from the top. We have so much to catch up on. Um, lies we told. I don't think we told any. But it, then again, it was so long ago. So maybe we did. It was so long ago. We probably did. We have a couple episodes cooking still. So <laughs> TBD on the lies that are brewing with that. 
You're going to laugh because they're going to be about topics that are so... Okay, we have one pre-pandemic. It's We'll release it on the year anniversary of when we recorded <laughs> it. Um, and you're going to be so sad and happy at the same time because our concerns were very different. Um, and then we have one that's about a Hamilton that is not really topical anymore, but it's good. So we'll release that at some point, too. Oh God, I feel like the world forgot about Hamilton. <laughs> it did. Kind of rightfully so. Yeah. So we didn't tell any lies. We'll see. No. And if we did, please email us because uh, we want to know. Yeah. Thebrownburntdown at gmail.com. Um, let's do lingering thoughts next. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This was huge. This is huge. This actually happened fairly recently. Um, Mindy Kaling was on Colbert's show and announced that she had a baby. This is all what a way that just feels it. so like insignificant in the like current <laughs> climate of the world to be talking about this. But we have to bring this back to brown representation in yeah. American media. And um Mindy Kaling is kind of at the forefront of that. And so she had a baby. Um She's choosing to raise her both her babies Hindu. Um, she named her oh. baby Spencer. <laughs> but we've talked about this before, and um, yeah, it's a thing she does. Her it's a thing she does. Baby's name is Catherine. Who goes Catherine and Spencer, which I think is like an American girl. Oh, doll for sure. Fantasy fulfilled for sure. <laughs> Mindy definitely had a kit doll. Like, definitely. Was she of the generation to have a kit doll, though? Like, when did kit come out? Hold on. Very good question. Did... Kit, so she kit was a later the... edition. You're right. Ugh, she definitely... Maybe she didn't. Hold on, hold Cars on. With the okay, she definitely didn't because she was in college when kit came out. <laughs> JK, I take it back. Which American Girl doll did you have? Did you have one? Of course I did. I had the worst one. Guess. Samantha. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I had Molly. My sister had Samantha, though. <laughs> you would have Molly. I was between Molly and Samantha, and I feel like Molly was the good, like the nerdy, like studious, like she was cool. good one who just loved her dad and was like a badass. And Samantha was the brat who was just <laughs> like had nice clothes and a rich grandmother. Yes. But isn't it sad? One, that there was no... Okay, so there was Addie, who was a literal slave. That was Addie's backstory. And then there was Josefina, who was Hispanic. But also, like, added much later on. Like, she was not one of the original... I mean, like, I didn't... Like, Josefina, obviously, I'm not Latina, but, like, Josefina was the one who definitely looked the most like me. Yeah. And I didn't get her. And I actually am a spoiled brat, and I had two American Girl dolls. Whoa. I know. I had a, like, look like me one. Like, you, oh, you know, like, the one that you can make look like you. Wow. But she was blonde with hazel eyes. I picked a <laughs> blonde one with hazel eyes for my That's look actually, like me actually, okay, my mom will tell me stories about this sometimes. About, like, you were so funny when you came home in preschool. You said, why didn't you name me Karen? Why did you name me Rima? And it's, like, that's Aww. really cute, but also, like, how sad is that? That, like, it's we grew really up just feeling different and, like, wanting to be white. Like, from a yeah. really young age, when you're, like, playing with dolls, that, that that's ingrained in you at that young of an age. It's, like, it's actually really depressing. Like, it's really depressing. Ugh. 
so and like the skin color you always have one skin color marker growing mm-hmm. like in first grade or whatever and it's always like a peach like that's the skin color marker that they have at the nurse's yeah. office so bad <laughs> we digress but still. we digress anyway um. <laughs> she did not have kit but there's definitely some inspiration coming yeah, from that definitely um which is also interesting because like oh, nobody yes. knew about her pregnancy and it looks least like, of all us surprisingly yeah because Tars and I during since this pandemic started we've been following her stage photo shoots and we've talked about it on this podcast yeah um maybe she took them before she must have because they're so obviously staged and pre-scheduled yeah. like she had this really uncomfortably timed one about like talk like a pirate day I think it was during the middle of like conversations about Brianna Taylor and like the future of democracy. Like, you know what? It's been bad all along. It just was not right. And everyone was like commenting, like, clearly this was a pre-scheduled tweet. Like, at least something's happening on schedule in 2020. Ha ha ha. It was like, no, let me hide it. And then reveal on Colbert. And the advertising for the Colbert was also just like bizarre. It was like, um, Mindy tells people something she's never, never told so, anyone yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like weirdly dramatic, so, especially for Colbert, which is not like a drama reveal no, show. No. Yeah. She's very calculated. So I started reading her essays on, um, Ooh, like, yeah. on the, like, I got them on Kindle. And I won't spoil them for anyone who wants to read them. But in one of, I've only read one of them. And they're very short, very quick. And they're also, like, only $5. But um, <laughs> one of them, she talks about this, like, celebrity, how she, like, felt like a way for her to, like, be recognized in, like, L.A. was to pick up people's tabs when she was out at restaurants. She just thought it was, like, such a glamorous, cool way to look, like, generous and, like, be, like, be praised for it. And she tells this one story about how she, like, picked up the tab at this restaurant in Hawaii for an unnamed actor who she doesn't say who the name is. But I want you to read this essay because I I want somebody who listens to her podcast to read this essay and help me try to figure out who it's about. (laughs) But basically, she picked up an $1,800 tab at dinner (gasps) for this guy. And he, like, never acknowledges her, never says thank you, like, doesn't give her the validation that she wants. And that's what the essay is about, how she was, like, seeking validation from people who, like, didn't need to validate her. She's like a very convoluted way of arriving at that. But what? just goes to show that she's extremely calculated, number one. Number two, like, needs to have her so priorities good. reset, which she does yeah. by the end of the essay. But also, three, who is the celebrity? Okay, okay, okay. But also, one, if there's a celebrity who has an 18000 1800 $1,800. $1,800 tab yeah. at dinner... Like, presumably, they could have afforded it themselves. So, like, it's kind of condescending to be like, to be like let me let take me get it. it. And that's kind of what she says, too. But the way she describes the celebrity, she's like, this guy is, like, super famous, never gets, like, a, like awards at the award ceremonies, but, like, makes blockbuster hit after the next that just, like, never gets the accolades that it deserves. Will Smith? Maybe Will Smith. What do you think about it? But also, like, that's so disgusting. Yeah. Like, if you have $1,800 to throw around, like, give it to charity, So, you well, know? then that's what happens at the... Sorry, I'm just spoiling this whole thing. That happens at the end of the essay. She's like, I realized then, then, like, I could give to charity. And, like, people actually, like, wanted this money. And, like, the validation I got felt so much better than the validation I got from, like, Will Smith. Oof. 
That and is Hugh Jackman. Awesome. She talks about like buying hook cookies for Hugh Jackman. Anyway, sorry, this is like a whole nother oh thing. Oh my god. We could talk wow. a whole episode about this. But that I mean it goes to show you that she was really young when she became famous yeah. and like maybe didn't have her priorities in order, but like woof. Anyway, all right, that's Mindy. Congrats on the baby. Yeah. Why is he named Spencer? Okay, sure, whatever. Um, let's see. Other lingering thoughts. Oh, yeah. Oh, sad. Patriot Act. Oh, yeah. That was sadder for you than me, but, like, I think it's sad for representation. Okay, but can I tell you something? I think I'm, like, getting on the anti-camp. Whoa. Say more. He has just been, like, very anti-supporting Biden, which I feel like is dumb, what? given his plan. Like, he just isn't doing it in the way that Trevor Noah is, in the way that Colbert right. is, in the way that, like, all these other late-night talk show hosts are, and I don't know if he expects to be, like, commended for it because he's, like, standing up to, like, you know, his whatever, like, ideological values, or maybe it's just that he just had a new baby. Get I don't know. over yourself. But get over yourself and, like, use your platform for it I don't know that I haven't looked at his I think I unfollowed him on Instagram because I got annoyed but (laughs) I mean he screams Bernie bro to me I have never liked him as a human but But he got canceled guys he got literally canceled okay the last lingering thought that we have is unrelated to brown people but this is our constant unrelated to brown people thread that we must continue other than our Jonas Brothers thread um which is arguably tangentially more related but um, this is like really not related, but whatever. Super not related, but we care a lot about it, so it's gonna be in the pod. Um, this is such old news by now. I know, but yeah, it's like two months old, but whatever. Djokovic, our least favorite person in the world, maybe JK. Besides you, Trump, besides Trump, on the list. Trump, Trump, Trump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a few other members of the list, but he's on it, and. Um, he sucks, mostly because he just sucks. Right? We, you can listen to our episode on, I can't remember which one, that we talked about it at one point. Um, but he literally hit a woman in the neck with a tennis ball because he was angry that he was losing and then got disqualified from the U.S. Open, as he should have As been. he should have, yeah. That is so much better than He's him. So He's so much better. To beat him at every yeah. match. So we have our next segment, which is Thoughts from Our Friends, which... Um, TBH, you guys have been sending us a lot of thoughts, but we also have done a really bad job of making sure to keep track of them. So keep sending us the thoughts. Um, The one that we wanted to talk about on today's episode comes from Mandy, who Mm -hmm. sent TARS a a great thought um, while watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine and maybe The Big Sick. Um, where she brought up something that we've talked about on this podcast a lot about how um, she was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine and there is a one of the Latina characters on it was told that she would be cast and there would be another Latina in the show too and that they needed them to look different and have different accents and that that like if they were both just too regular Latina American women then like the show would like become a Latina show and not, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And so it's, like, how if you have diversity in, um, like, really any major major production that that has, like, a wide audience in the U.S., it it, it needs to be, like, 
interspersed with white people for it to be acceptable and not mm. for it to be like, oh, this movie is like a black movie. This movie is an mm. Indian movie or like Crazy Rich Asians. Oh yeah, it's like an Asian movie. Like that's a great thought from Mandy. And I think it's something that we've talked about, but maybe not in like those words exactly. So it is a great thought. As always, guys, send us more thoughts at thebrownburndown at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram, which we're very active on. Okay, um, so let's like run through these last things before yeah. we get to our main stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so these are like kind of random things that we have noticed. Mm-hmm. One is like maybe we're, let's always know what you think, piloting a section called Representation Wins, yeah. a, new, a new segment. Um, because there actually have been a lot of representation wins recently, which is really cool. So the news I broke yesterday was that Dave Patel is, uh, starring in Chippendales, which is like, uh, something people on Twitter are excited about. It's like a, it's like a crime, uh, crime movie by the director of I, Tanya about this South Asian descent man who was like sketchy, but also built like the Chippendales club in LA, I want to say, and franchise. I don't know much about it, but um, <laughs> people on Twitter are very excited about it. So that's good. Good for Dave Patel. Get again. Yeah, good for him. Um, and then I want to get this right. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel is, I think, part of the MCU and was cast... Uh, by a Canadian South Asian Iman Villani um, to play this character, um, which centers on this girl Kamala Khan, who's a Pakistani American teen based in New Jersey. She's the Marvel's first Muslim character to star in her own title, and she'll be Marvel's first on-screen Muslim hero from Deadline. So that's really exciting. It's awesome. Um, yeah. So. Uh, big stuff going on for brown people. That's awesome. I really hope that we can keep this section an actual section. But I feel like all of our episodes, we have some exciting representation news each time. So, and I mean, of course, uh, Priyanka has something coming. To oh God, Priyanka's always got something. Yeah, I feel coming. like she has a lot of pending projects that we haven't seen to fruition yet. She has a. Oh, we should talk about. We'll talk about that in another section about her memoir. Oh yeah. Should we just talk about that now? Let's just do that. Okay, let's do our fave section. Okay, so it's time for our very favorite section, hashtag Big Yonka Watch 2K 2020. <laughs> it's almost going to be 2021. They have lasted so long. This started in 2018, guys. Oh, my God. What's the TLDR? Uh, TLDR. They're more active now, which is annoying, but also gives us content. It gives us something to... I mean, it's like to live more, for. <laughs> to live for. It's like <laughs> something infuriating that's a different kind of infuriating from the like reality of life right now. So like, <laughs> um, Tars and I do pay attention to what they're up to. So we are here to report <sighs> that Priyanka wrote a book, a memoir, which yeah, also, by the way, I was watching her seventy three questions with Vogue because I just felt like cringing. Oh more God, than I why you want to torture yourself? <laughs> Um, and in it, which it was filmed in 2018 or 2017, and they were, one of the questions is, what would you name your, your book? And she's like, unfinished. Wait, but isn't the point of that, that like, at that point, if she were to write a memoir, her story would have been unfinished? I thought that was like a nod to like, I'm not ready to write my memoir yet because my story isn't finished yet. Yeah, like, I didn't think then, that was like a clever name for a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. (laughs) I can't even defend it sarcastically. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. Um, I think, do we have to read it? I feel like we have to read it. Probs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick and Priyanka continued to baffle me, but I don't know. I feel like if they lasted through quarantine, it's the real deal. So, okay. We have have years more content of them. Um, Priyanka is in White Tiger, which... From the stills, I can already tell she's overacting in. Um, yeah, because and... it's like, in that role, you cannot be worried about how beautiful you look. You know yeah. what I mean? And, like, her, like, like, pouty lip thing, like... Yeah, yeah, that's... The, like, like, you remember when she's like, Jimmy, I'm a citizen of the world. Like, oh God. that's, like, what in my mind. I picture her saying it yeah. in the stills. And I'm like, also, she got bangs. That's Which Tars is going to do. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Send me pictures. What day are you doing it? I'm doing it on Monday. Monday morning. Okay. Send me pictures. I can't wait. She's finally doing it, guys. Okay. That's <sighs> okay. Nick Yonka Watch 2020. Shall we get I think to that's the it. main event? That's all we got. Now it's the main event. So I guess our main event is, last week we talked about Kamala, and the main event this week is just South Asians for Biden, I guess, which is one, the organization that put on this event that we went to was known as there was like thousands of people there, Um, but they just didn't advertise it well. So we were (laughs) maybe fewer than could have been. Um, But also just like generally like how South Asian support in this election may look different than in previous elections. And I think a lot of that does hinge on Kamala Harris being half um, Indian. Yeah. But uh, so this block party that we went to was kind of like, Latest and greatest of brown culture. Like it's all said, virtual. It's all virtual. Just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just we were not out, yes. on a yeah. block or yeah. at a party. <laughs> also, that's um, like the whitest thing I've ever heard. Like I don't block. know what a block party is. I've been to one block party in my life, and it was in the Ooh. suburbs in Kansas, and it was. Wait, why was it a block white. party? What made it a block party? They had it was like was for it? the whole neighborhood, and they had like an ice cream truck, and it was at the pool, and then they had like games and stuff like that but it was just like for everyone on the street like block party oh anyways i don't know if this was the best name for this virtual event sorry go ahead continue yeah i don't is there like something charming about block parties like what's the deal i don't know i think they wanted it to be cool but like i feel like there's like two i don't know to our listeners, if you guys have actual experience with block parties since Tars and I really <laughs> don't, it's either, like, a cool, like, urban thing, which, like, definitely yeah. then has, like, racial connotations that maybe South Asians shouldn't be appropriating, or it's, like, a white suburban thing, which also, like, doesn't really work. Anyway, so this, this was called, like, a virtual block party. What's that? It was a, vir- it was a virtual pop- block party, but I do think, like, that was an issue that came up over the course of the event where it's like, what is South Asian identity in the U.S.? Like, not overtly. They never talked about this, but, like, the talent that they were showcasing or, like, the only thing that everyone could agree on was kind of, like, stereotypical depictions of aunties and uncles. Yeah. It's just, like, the main thread, which I loved, and I agree that that is, like, a big part of Indian culture. But at the same time, like, the DJs and the YouTubers and the like young kids were so different than the like, like, like <laughs> the pre-barazi actors. Like there was no theme to this, and it was just like, if your skin is brown, come and like 
<laughs> I think it was just a little bit cringy for me to everyone. Like, I loved the sentiment of sort of like South Asians for Biden. Like, we're all here. Like, the South Asian community mm-hmm. is coming together to support him in a way that I've never seen the South Asian yeah. entertainment community primarily come together. Granted, it was like a generous definition of South Asian entertainment community. There was a lot of randos on there that Rob's and I had to Google and be like, literally, who is this? Who is this? Um, but it was still cool to see like all these people and their brown friends like come together mm-hmm. on this platform. However, it was also like, like what, this is not a community that's active, you know, mm-hmm. like these people don't do other things together in a way that like other communities do. That made me a little bit sad where it was like, there are no like, like, yeah, it's great that they're all friends behind the scenes, but there are no, like, South Asian, like, hype houses or, like, South Asian, mm-hmm. like, production companies or South Asian-focused, like, um, communities even. Um, so That's so true. Uh, that, yeah, and I, I agree with that. I think you have verbalized the way that I was feeling. I just couldn't put it into words. But the, like, the lack of organization I mean I think it's great that they were able to put this together and like they have an organization and that they are like trying to show unified support as a community based on our race um but is yeah it's kind of upsetting because I feel like there's a lot of potential there that's kind of going to waste right it's one of those things where like I hope that this would be the starting place like because great that they all know each other but I would love to see more examples of that like in actual popular culture yeah anyway that was my gripe with it the actual takeaways from this event were very cool um that they managed to put this together and that they managed to um get so many people to articulate why they were really passionate about Biden Harris um my big takeaway is one YouTubers are the worst I've never watched YouTube like as a thing but they are so, like, the two that were there were Liza Koshy and, or the ones that I saw, Liza Koshy and um, Lily Singh. And they're both. Just, like, annoying. One, so over the top. Yeah, so annoying. Very, like, black culture appropriative, in yeah. my opinion. Um, the, I don't know if Liza Koshy fun of Indian acts. I don't know. I just think yeah. that's like cheap humor yeah yeah maybe that's one thing that everybody could laugh at and this is the space like if anyone's gonna make fun of an Indian auntie accent like these are the people who are allowed to do it but I just think that like that's cheap laughs that I don't know we could do better as the YouTubers were annoying that was a takeaway but that was not I mean I'm sure all YouTubers are annoying it's just like they're so over the top and I was off-putting to me but there was a lot of really genuine stuff that actually gave me emotions I think the stage stuff super didn't work a lot of it was Mm -hmm. pre-recorded but like Kumail had this like really beautiful segment where he's talking about why he was voting for Biden and he like started tearing up when he was talking about his wife Mm -hmm. and his mom and his wife has a pre-existing condition like healthcare is obviously really messed up in this country um, and how, like, she needs Obamacare to, like, like feel safe and survive. And then um, how his mom just doesn't feel safe in this country anymore ever since Trump was elected when she came to this country as, like, land of opportunity. But now she, like, just doesn't feel safe as an immigrant. Oh, that made me cry so much, too. It was so hard was very, and also, like, beautiful. Very raw. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know. I think that that, that spoke to me a lot and it – there was some like 
comfort value in seeing, like, a very well-known celebrity saying something that I've felt and seen, like, firsthand, you know? Um, so I think, like, that was one, like, my, one of my takeaways from the event was, like, that was really nice to, like, see so many people who have this shared experience, um, at, like, this level. Like, it would be really nice if, like, more people knew about this. Um, I agree. Yeah. And I thought that like he was like one of the stars that mm-hmm. felt I missed the Mindy part, but he was he felt very genuine in a way that a lot of like D list people did not. So either yeah. he's an amazing actor or he's just a very genuine yeah. person. Yeah. <laughs> or both. Yeah. Um, um one thing that but, they did mention that I think like like it really stuck with me, they said there are 500,000 South Asian voters in, like, battleground states, mm. which which makes me feel like also that's not insignificant and, like, campaigns should care about that more. Like, yeah. um, I think you mentioned this in the, in the show notes, but how, like, they, there wasn't, at least in this event, aside from the event being created itself, like, there wasn't really a any, like, specific content for, like, South Asians for Biden. Like, the campaign itself had not made any, like, content, any promotional videos. Um, but, like, even just with campaigning, like, I I don't know if there's been that much to to make sure that South no. Asian voters are, are actually going to go to the polls in these battleground states. It's a great point. It's, like, such a... There's, like, so much research about how... For a variety of reasons, I can link to the academic paper in the show notes. I'm not going to do that. No one's going to read it. But um, basically, like, Asians very often lean, Asian Americans often lean Democratic based on, like, value system and, like, whatever. But um, they are not really targeted to, especially because, like, I don't know, like, Michigan. Everyone we know has lived in Michigan at some point. Like, there's a huge brown community. It's a big swing state. And, like, it was shocking to me at this event. Kamala didn't come. Okay, fine. I'm sure she had better places to be. And also, it was a very cheap event. Like, as a student, I paid $20 to attend this event. And so I'm sure they save her for, like, way higher dollar value. Um, But at the same time, like... The video that they showed halfway through to be inspirational was of Kamala Harris primarily with like, clearly it was more targeted to like the black community. Like there was like a lot of like interaction of her with different minorities, but like none of them were South Asian. Mm -hmm. And so I was sort of, and we were supposed to clearly feel really motivated and inspired by this video, but I was like, it actually falls really flat because all the other content has been so specifically about being South Asian, whereas clearly the campaign didn't even bother to like cut images of her and her mom. Like it would have been so easy to make this video. She is South Asian, but they just didn't bother. No. Did you stay on the call for the sick community for Biden video? They played that, I think, closer towards the end but it was like wow this community really has its stuff together if they can like (laughs) make this promotional video for biden from the sick community so that was that was cool but like that would have been nice if they just made one for the whole south asian like we could freaking go play that at the temple it'd be so easy oh my god yeah throw it at a temple in michigan and like ohio (laughs) like great Kansas. Yeah. Turn Kansas blue. Turn Kansas blue. Like, oh, we can actually do it. Okay, I was, I don't want to get into it. But anyways, um, yeah, I do think that Kamala 
it would have been awesome if she could have come to this event. But sadly, she is doing <laughs> bigger quarantining, I guess. Challenging no. things. True. I was just gonna say, like, to close to close out, maybe we'll just say like we've already talked about how exciting it is that she is the candidate, but also like how challenging it is for her to mm-hmm. be that what we've seen on the national stage now for her to be a woman of color and also to be half black half South yeah. Asian. She obviously like again, we don't know if this is like a political move or like her personal identity, but she leans more into the like black identity and black community. Um, but with that comes like the angry black woman stereotypes and she had to be so careful during that debate mm-hmm. to not come across in a way that seemed angry or threatening while still calling Pence out on his lies, which was a really difficult line to walk. And just like, I don't know, I actually did not see the debate live. I saw the first one and I was like, I don't think that I can do this to myself. But um, I think that seeing even the clips and like the comments that we're getting about her, like her petulant facial expressions, when like Trump is, we can't even get into it. We can't even get into it. But like, it's just so unfair and it's so hard and like how do you balance all those identities of like can't be perceived as an angry black woman you can't be perceived as like a docile asian woman you can't be perceived as like aggressive you can't be perceived as like too weak like how can you possibly succeed Mm -hmm. in a field like politics when you're balancing all these different identities and like i think that's what plagued her in the primary too like she just it's just really hard to so frustrating it's so frustrating and for her to be doing the job that she's doing is just, it's very commendable. And like, I, yeah, it's just like, it's so impressive. It's so challenging. It is really difficult to hear people's criticisms of her because they're just not fair. And it's sort of like, um, like the running argument that people seem to have is like, Biden is great, but he's like too old and weak. And like, we know he's going to die and then we're going to be stuck with her. Yeah. It's just like, okay, why don't you like her? Oh, she just rubs me the wrong way. And also, like, she wants to murder babies. It's like, okay. It's a race Um, issue. It's a gender issue. It's a race issue. It's a gender issue. That's what it boils down to. It's really frustrating. And we had to do this exercise in one of my classes. I'm just ranting now. But where it was like, um, like, what would your weaknesses be as a political candidate? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, where do I start? (laughs) You know? Like, it's just... Uh, it's so hard to be a woman in politics. And we keep hearing from guest speakers who come to this class um, just being like, it's just everything is harder if you're a woman. Just like if you're going to go into politics, you need to know this. It's all harder if you're a woman in America. Mm. And it's just sad. And it just makes me kind of like really proud of Kamala and how far she's come mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how she's not letting it get her down. Um, and she's bringing these identities with her and she's opening the door like just a little bit wider um, and I hope she gets into the White House and opens it yes. all the way. And for that to happen, we have to all go and vote. And not to that, we have to tell everybody we know to vote. So, yes. Every time I think about it, I get a, like, my stomach sinks a little bit. Um, yeah. Just, the stakes are so high, guys. So They're high. really high. Please, 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 please vote. Um, shout out to listener Unge, who's voting for the first yeah. time in this election. Oh my gosh. Exciting. So excited for her. So exciting. 
Um, yeah. And we'll post the links for how to volunteer um, mm-hmm. for phone banking, text banking um, in our episode description. And please, please, please send us if any resources you guys may have um, or other ways if you guys know how to help. Um, and I think that's our episode. But before we go, Tara, should we read a tweet of the week? Yes. Uh, so to end on a totally different note of another thing that makes me very angry. Um, colonialism. Honestly, yeah, colonialism. I don't know who... Th- Raps and I have just like a Twitter history of mostly me sending her tweets. <laughs> like, ours, yeah. <laughs> like weeks Months. and weeks into the past. <laughs> um, and at one point I sent her something that the person who posted this has since deleted the tweet. I think it was a member of parliament in the UK. Couldn't remember who it was, but the tweet is, we should not, and I repeat, not be ashamed of the British Empire. We should be bloody proud of it. Um, (laughs) And the response are good. Ahisha goes, my grandmother was born with a life expectancy of 27. And then um, Raj Patel, I think, in related sort of to this whole conversation goes like, colonialism was totally unnecessary too. So maybe while you're booking those return flights, you can, oh, I think this was an anti-immigrant thing. Mm, And he responds like, colonialism was totally unnecessary too. So maybe while you're booking those flights, those return flights, you can load up some of our artifacts on them. Looking at you, British Museum. That got a lot of traction. So I don't know. People are speaking. My mother, my grandmother was born with a life expectancy of 27. Sad. But like, yeah. But crazy, like, crazy, yeah. No, I don't think we should be proud of the British Empire, and we should definitely not be bloody proud of it. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> just bomb. Okay, yeah. well, colonial- on that note, colonialism still sucks, everybody. Colonialism still sucks. Please vote um, and wear a mask. Wear a mask. Wear a mask, even if you aren't gonna get like be seriously impacted by COVID. Like you don't know who you're interacting with, who might be at risk. You don't know which of your friends have autoimmune diseases. You don't know which of your elderly neighbors might contract it. You don't know which community of colors you're spreading it to who are at higher risk. Um, and then you don't even it's know not how over. you're going to get it. I think that's, right. like the, that's like the wildest part to me. It's like, like people don't know how healthy they actually are. What is the diet virus is just going to take over, you know? Like, just, yeah. I don't know. All of our listeners are going to wear masks. This is not for them. Okay. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) On that really optimistic, exciting note, we will see you guys after the election, probably, at this rate. So, fingers crossed. (laughs) Hope the day did well. And...